Good morning. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. We begin voracious in the beginning. And we start with a basic question, a fundamental question. Why are we here? If God is perfect, that means that God is not lacking anything. God doesn't need anything. Why did God feel the need to create the world and the universe? In this week's Torah portion, we, we learn a fundamental lesson that is embedded in humanity for all time. Before creating Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava, God says, after creating Adam alone, Lotov Adam Levado, it's not good for man to be alone. As a lo Ezer Konegdo, I will make for him a helper who will be opposite him, so that they will work together as a couple. I'll make a helpmate, Eve, Chava, so that together they will be able to have children and create new life, as Rashi explains. But why did this require two separate individuals to come together to create? Why create helpers? that begin the requirement for creating all that's going to need energy and effort, why not just let each individual be independent and create its own by itself? Maybe there could have been a way for each individual to create another individual capable of doing everything on their own independently including having their own children. There's a classic answer that's given to this name of Rabbi Chaim Volazhin. This is the essence of man. He is not created for himself, but to do for others all that he is capable of doing for them. In other words, God set up the manner of creation so that in order for me to be able to create a new person, it requires that I am involved with another person. And then in the process of the two of us creating a new being, the way it's set up is that both of us have to be involved in doing things for others. Rabbi Yisachar Fran writes about this. We as human beings come into this world as the most self-centered creatures ever created. Babies think about one thing and only one thing, their own comfort. Whether they're hungry or dirty or they need to burp, whatever it is, they are only interested in themselves. One who deals with babies 
and realizes how much care they need, recognizes that they have no idea whatsoever that there is someone else in the world besides them. This is what a baby is. But the purpose of life, the reason that we are here, is to go from being a baby to an adult, to go from being a taker to a giver. Every person who is ever born must learn this lesson. Morally, man must set for himself the goal, I want to be a giver rather than a taker. And this is one of the most fundamental lessons the Torah teaches us. One of the most profound lessons the Torah teaches us in its description of creation because this is why we are here. So I want to share with you a true story. I heard this story from Rabbi Yafil Spiro. The names are changed. Baruch and Aviva Fried and their children live in Muncie, New York. And a few years ago, for Yom Kippur, they drove to Aviva's parents in Washington, D.C. It's about a five or six hour drive. They were traveling for Yom Kippur. So when they arrived in Aviva's parents' house in Washington, D.C., it was just a few hours before Yom Kippur was about to begin. They realized that they had forgot at home their medicine for their son. Their son suffered from a very serious illness. It was controlled by this medicine, but the medicine was absolutely essential. This was a very rare disease, and the finding the medicine is a very, very difficult thing. It's not, it's not covered. It's not carried in pharmacies or hospitals. It's the kind of thing where there are only a few places in the world to get it. So, of course, they're very nervous. They called the local pharmacies. Nobody has. And they realized that if the, their son did not have this medicine, he would be seriously ill. If they couldn't find the medicine, they would have to drive back all the way to Muncie, meaning they would be driving on Yom Kippur. Okay, if it's necessary to save their son's life, which is actually the situation, they would have to do that. But they had one idea. They belonged to a small group of families who had a child with this condition and took this medicine, a very small group. So they were able to find the name and the phone number of another family in Baltimore with a child with the same disease taking the same medicine. Baltimore is about an hour drive away from. Washington. So they called this name. They didn't know the name at all. All they had is a name and a phone number, but they called this name and they called a man named Shmuel Samuels. 
And they said to him, Shmuel Samuels, do you have this medicine? Yes, we have the medicine. We have enough of it. Would you like to borrow some until you can get home? Yes, we have enough to lend to you. Fantastic. But there was not enough time for Baruch to drive to Baltimore and then to drive back home before Yom Kippur. Again, if that's the only way to save their son's life, they would do it. But there was not enough time because it's getting close to Yom Kippur. So Shmuel says, it's okay. I'll meet you halfway. And they make up a meeting place that's halfway where Baruch is going to meet Shmuel and to be able to get the medicine. And both of them are going to be able to go back home in time for Yom Kippur. It's an amazing act of kindness. And it's for a stranger. And it's right before Yom Kippur. Things are certainly very hectic and very busy. Okay, it's a beautiful thing. They decide on a meeting place. And Baruch arrives. And he sees this man, Shmuel, standing by his car. And inside the car are Shmuel's two sons. They're inside the car. So Shmuel is standing beside his car. And on the hood of the car, he has like a package. He has the medicine. And he has, he had also put together the other medical supplies like gauze pads and alcohol swabs and syringes. Although Baruch did have this, but he provided the full kind of medical supplies that, that might be needed. Plus, it was all wrapped up in a very beautiful package with a stuffed animal on the side. Ah, so they know that this boy is sick. So they're not only giving him his medicine, they're going to give him a toy that uh, that he'll be able to take home and and, and enjoy on Yantra. What a beautiful act of kindness. What a, a sensitive act of kindness. So Baruch was kind of overwhelmed. He thanked Shmuel profusely, but now they're really in a rush to each get back to their own homes. And as Baruch is about to leave, there's a knock on his door. One of the boys runs up to his car from the, one of Shmuel's son's boys had come out of his car and runs up to Baruch's car and Baruch puts down the window and he has another toy. It's a yellow school bus. And the boy says, this is for your child. I want you to have it. Oh, amazing. You know, even the children are getting in on it. I want your child to have it. But at this point, Baruch is very moved by this child's gesture. But at this point, he's a little bit concerned that maybe it seems a little bit like maybe this child had just received this present himself from his own parents. It was his Yomta present. And now maybe the father told him he should give it up and give it to them. He didn't want to do something that would cause the babe, the child to feel bad having to give a present to his own child. His own child didn't need any presents. It was nice that Baruch himself had a, had a that that Shmuel himself had a, a stuffed animal for him, but that his child should give up one of his own toys. And he said to him, "No, it's okay. It's all right. My son has enough." But the boy insisted. The boy insisted, and he said, "Okay, thank you." He took the time. 
as he starts to drive away, Baruch looks in the rearview mirror and he sees what he suspected. He sees the other boy still in the car is crying, crying, sobbing, sobbing, crying. So now Baruch understands what happened was the father took away the toy from one of the children in order to give another toy to his boy. And the child is crying. What child wants to have their taken, the child take uh, the toy taken away, even to give to another child, a young child. How do you explain to a young child that the other child needs it more? And the child is crying. So Baruch stops. He can't leave. And he goes back to Shmuel. He says, listen, I appreciate all you've done for me. I really appreciate it. But I cannot take a present for my son if it's coming from your own child and your child is crying. Let your child have the present. You've done more than enough for me. Let your child have his own present. And Shmuel says to Baruch, you're making a mistake. He says, you don't understand. My little boy is not crying because he had to give up his toy for your son. My little boy is crying because he did not get to give up his toy to your son. My older son gave up his toy to give to your son. And my younger son is crying because he wants to give up his toy to your son. And I'm not letting him. That's why he's crying. So if you want to stop my son from crying, you'll take his toy too to give to your son. And that's what happens. And that's what happened. God is perfect. God lacks nothing. God created this world and everything in it with all of its complexity and all of its challenges so that there would be opportunities for people to develop from takers to givers. And each time we do this, we validate God's act of creation. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing you soon in person.